This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Presents the hidden part of the nest. Now, what's the difference between an open nest and a hidden nest? An open nest is given to us. A hidden nest needs our omol to discover Akadosh Baruch Hu's there. And a hidden nest becomes a kingdom because when you work for something, instead of it being handed to you, it becomes yours. What we're given as a present is not a proper kingdom. When someone struggles for something, so these nisim that are nister, and we are having our malus, we are omol to recognize our Kodesh Baruch Hu are the ikir kinyin of seeing Kvayd Hashem and the Briyan. The Chsam Soifer writes, if you look at Megillus Esther, you see a story, you don't see anything happen. You come to the end, and you suddenly realize that everything that happened was a mess. <laughs> Vashti's being killed was a mess. Not only was it a mess, Half of the fellows of some cipher, the Eden was sitting and being the Hannah from Sudas and Shalachashveras and being over the worst Avera. And at that very Suda, HaKadosh Baruch was already preparing for them the Rafu who was killing Vashti while they were sinning, that they should have an ultimate Yeshua. Because in a person's life, says the Chsam we always have to look back and recognize things that we had no understanding until then what they were about, and we'll see they were all part of a plan. Of Hakadosh Baruch Hu doing something for our benefit. Sometimes it takes very, very long. I heard from my mother Leah Shalom. She survived the war. The family of little children, her parents, nisim nisim. She said every single thing during the war that we thought was a sibel ra was a sibel Every time something we thought was the worst thing, it turned out that's what saved us. A sorry leyakev umimena yevashayah. The nesiva says umimena zmoises umehamam. On Purim we understood that the things that we thought were so hidden were actually the yarav hakadosh baruch hu meticulously planned like a majestic tapestry. But that's only Purim cotton. The greatest Purim of all is going to be Mashiach Tzidkeinu. And that's why Purim is a preparation for Mashiach. Because what is going to happen when Mashiach comes? When Mashiach comes, every single bit of Amal of thousands of years, and every difficulty, and every Hester will suddenly become so clear that it was part of a nest, it was part of our redemption, and that if one cell, one grass, one star, one wave wasn't there. When I talk about a Purim, we can put together this too. We're talking about, the Tzaddik says, every blade of grass will cry out what its purpose, what its tachlis was. We will see that all of the Amal was with a purpose. Oilam is the same letters as Amal. Oilam means hidden. We'll see that this hiddenness was Amalus to give us a Kenyan. To give us a Kenyan. To see Kvayd Hashem, which is the Tachlis of all Bria. And then, the Mukafin Chayma, which are covered, which represent a world that's hidden, will become open. As the Pasik says in Zechariah, he says he saw somebody was going to measure Yerushalayim, to measure with a chevel, to see the, 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 
the dimensions of Yerushalayim. He said to him, what are you running for? Rutz Dabr Lanar Leimoy, Prozois Teishem Yerushalayim, Meiroiv Odom Ubehema Besoicho. When Mashiach will come, there will be no Chaim anymore around Yerushalayim. Everything will be open. Roiv Odom Ubehema Besoicho. At the Lashon of Rashi says, Yisyashu Bokol Habo, Vitigdal Miyoyim El Yoyim. We'll understand the connection from day to day. We'll see that nothing was a prop. Nothing happened in a vacuum. The was never Mukov and Choymo. And that's why the Iker Purim is Al-Kena Yehudim Aprozim. To be Prozidik Yehudim. That's the deepest secret that there is. Because that means to understand that all of the world is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a Sefer Kesem Oifir from the Command of Megillus Esther. It's a Kabbalah Sefer. It's incomprehensible. Here and there there's a word that you can read, that you can glean, you can understand. And the Lashen he writes on Prozim, you can't even write it down. can't even write it down. Because prosim means, and actually prosim is a Korean exit, it's written prusim with a vav, which is the hidden way, and we read it openly without the vav. It appears open, but the vav is the ois hachibur. There will come a time when we'll see how everything is connected. We'll understand. And, and, and those who go through difficulties and go through deep yisurim, their omol will reveal the deepest kvoyit shamayim. The omol of the Yehudim Aprozim is to be megala prozois teishev Yerushalayim. There will be such a clarity. Every second will be accounted for. As it says, we'll see when Mashiach comes. Berega cotton azaftich berach megdoylem akatzeich b'shetzef ketzef histarti ponai rega mimeich. The Hester ponim was b'fchinas rega. We'll see that every rega was part of a plan. There was no such thing as a mikra. Every day that may have seen there's no mocha was part of tigdal miyoyim el yoyim. And that's why for everything else in the Torah to be part of something, you have to be there for a month or for a year. But pruz ben yoymoy karay pruz, mukiv ben yoyim, the only thing that just being there for that moment is a kviyas, is Purim. Because on Purim we know there's no mikra. Nothing is happenstance. Everything is part of a connection of a vav, of prozai station. You're some algorithm, the real Purim is. That the Mukhof and Choyma should be revealed. That the, the highest level of hiddenness should be Nizgala Prozois Teishev Yerushalayim. There's nothing that's truly impossible. There's nothing that's truly beyond. It's only within the limitations of the physical world. So every Shekel can exist because there's such a thing as a world of Guzman. And this is the reason that Chazal would be mishtamish belosh and avoid. When something, we want to be connected to what's beyond us, something that's from Yemoy Samoshiach, perhaps that's why, you know, they say every shidduch, a zivik, is to Yemoy Samoshiach, every zivik has to go with Guzmoy. You have to always be magazim, you want a shatch, has to be magazim something, to get out of this world, to accomplish something that's beyond this world. But Shin always represents a world, but anyway, that's why we... Speak Balosh and Havoy. Now let's try to understand this a little bit further. The world of Guzman, the world of beyond limitations, that's the world of Adaloyoga. 
That's the world where anything is possible. That's the world where we could be Madonna Milsila Mils, even though they seem so far away. Amolek doesn't have any of his own coaches. Swaram tell us Amolek steals from us. Amolek is called a Ganav. All other nations have a koyach that we can take from them and turn it into good. Amolek takes our koyach, our most powerful koyach, and steals it and uses it for bad. What is yish? What is despair? What despair really is, is the ultimate guzma l'ra. All of ra and every tzara, and there's a lot of tzaras, and all sorts of yisurin all have a gvul. There's a time when they have to end, there's an amount that they have to be, and they cannot extend one iota past the gvul that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said. But Amalek takes us and puts us into a world of guzma, we break past the barrier, and we say this will never end. We say this is the worst thing, and we're megazim and megazim, and we tell ourselves we can never get out of this situation. We take the power of Guzma, which is our connection, which is the way we lift ourselves out of the world of limitations, our struggle to connect the Sheen to the Tov, to reach that world of Adeloyoda, of beyond any, any, anything holding us back, where anything could be possible. And he takes that, and he is Megazim Lura. But the emesis, the fact that we see that we can even conceive of a guzmalara, that shows us that we're connected to a world that's beyond limitations. Because if we weren't, we wouldn't be able to be megazimlara. When we look at Golos, how do we describe Golos? Ki Yeshua It's endless. It's endless. There's no, there's no getting out of it. But how do we describe it? Chasoiv zeroya kotshecho v'korev keitz ha'yeshua ki or cholonishev ein keitz lemeyor. How do these two things go together? The fact that we can feel the ein keitz lemeyorah that tells us the korev keitz ha'yeshua. That's what tells us that we belong to a world that's higher than this. That's what tells us that we are connected to a koyach of toiv that's endless. And this is why Yosef gave bin Yaman when he wanted to describe the ultimate achievement of Esther Amalka and the day of Machor and the day of Mitzachan of Amalek. She killed 300 Amalekim. Kemisper Shin, Kemisper Guzma. To destroy the power of Amalek who's Megazim Lerah. And bring us into the world of Guzmelatoyf. And so too this had to be sent to Yaakov Avinu. Because when Yaakov Avinu thought Yosef was lost, he fell into a despair, he wouldn't accept consolation. He said, But we know why was that. Yosef was explaining to him. Chazal tell us, had Yosef truly been lost, 
He would have recovered from the Avelis. But because, but the fact that you were able to feel, you were able to feel that it's endless, that's the proof that he sent to Yaakov the same Shloish Meos that represented the Shloish Meos that Esther Amalka killed of Amalek on the day of Yinosin, Gamochal Ayehudim. That's what he sent to Yaakov Avinu. Noisim, this is the toiv of Eretz Mitzrayim. Because Eretz Mitzrayim, which is the Shoyrish of all Golas, Chazal Tel Aviv is a place no one ever got out of. More than all of the Nisim was the mess that we got out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a place of Yish. What's the toiv of that? The toiv of that is, if that's possible... And so too the Tzad He sent him lo'oviv sholach kazois asolech ha'moirin noisim mituv eretz Mitzrayim. The chelik ha'toiv of Mitzrayim. Now it's interesting. What, what was the tov eretz Mitzrayim? So Rashi tells us, what did he send him? Yayin Yosha. Sent him wine. Sent him shalach moments. Sent him a Purim gift. He sent Yankel Ovinu. Yayin Yosha. Do you know what wine does? Wine takes us into the world of Guzma. But it can take us into the world of Guzma Lara, all the toyf. When you see someone who's shikha, is holding Ba'adaloyoda, you'll see either a Guzma, either an exaggerated sadness or an exaggerated happiness. He's either crying so bitterly you can't console him. There's no end to his despair. Or he's so happy you can't get him to sit down. You can't control him. It's either a sadness without limitations or a happiness without limitations. Now we're accustomed to think that when we see a shikha crying on Purim, we're seeing his anivas cry. And we see him jumping and exulting. We're seeing his bravado. We're seeing his gaiva. And on some level that's true. He hopes to be better and he's broken. He wants to be closer to Hashem. But at a very deep level, at a very deep level, very subtle level, it's his gaiva that's crying and his anivish that's, that's rejoicing. His gaiva is telling him that there's no hope. His gaiva is looking at himself and saying, look, I haven't accomplished. His gaiva is attaching him to a world of hopelessness. An anav. An anav doesn't mean a person who thinks he's unaccomplished. An anav is someone who realizes HaKadosh Baruch who gives me. A person who understands... I may not be ready, but I hope to be umochar esekidvar amelech. And when the Yayin Yosha enters and he enters the world of Adaloyod, that world of Guzmi, he jumps for joy. There's no stopping him. There's no stopping him. It's interesting. They say over Rav Nachman Breslau, the one said, I think it's in the Sefer Lukuta Maran, he said that Tchias HaMesim will only be for the Chelek Anivis of a person. The Chelek HaGaiv of a person will not come back by Tchias HaMesim. So if a person is 20% on of and 80% Balgaiva, he'll come back 20%. If he's 80% on of, he'll come back 80%. That's the meaning of Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek L'Oilam Abo. We only have a Chelek of us that's coming back L'Oilam Abo. In the world of Gaiva, brings a Yish because it has no Chelek L'Oilam Abo. It's like Amolek that has no existence further. And the Anivis, the humility, the sweetness, the rainkai, the optimism, the hope of the he that he can become better, which is rooted in his anivas. 
is his mochor, is his hope for tomorrow. That's the part of him that lives forever. So he sent him Yayin Yoshal. Perhaps we could say a remez, the posik. If the idea of the guzma is to connect the sheen to the sof, and we mentioned that the yud hey represents anivas ko yoshiach matzas meraglim, or it could represent gaivas the chidos as begematria gaiva. Vashesio chados, vashesio is the sheen and the sof together with the yud and the hey. It's up to a person. Ein oines, a person can use it. Lasso is kirtzayin ish vo ish. The Gemara says ish zu mordchai vo ish zu hamon. He can either use the guzma of shesiel to bring him into despair and say that it's hopeless. There is no mocha. I'm finished. I've wasted. I'm gone. Or he can use it like mordchai. Lasso is kirtzayin ish vo ish. I once heard from a breast of a chos said, you know, they all have the signs. Ain shum yish says mordchai vo hamon. Last is kitzayin ish vo ish. Ish is the rishetayvus ein shum yish. Vo ish is the letters yish. If das is mordchav ahomel, last is kitzayin ish vo ish. So a person can say, "Vashasio chados." Where are his gizmoyes going to take him? We all know what it means to despair. We all know what it feels because that's unfortunately prevalent in a world that lives for hayoyim. Yet we should know that we are connected to something so much beyond that. And when we recognize that, we recognize that, we can enter into a world of simcha. There's another Nekud. The Chidor writes that he gave Binyamin Shloish Meyos Kesef, because Binyamin was one of the Dalit Shemesu Be'et Yoshel Nochosh, the four people who never sinned, was Binyamin, Amram, Yishai, and Kilov Ben David. And he overturned the Yetzer from Ra to Toiv. And he says, Yetzer is Begimatri Yishloish Meitz. Yetzer is 300. Interesting. That the word Yetzer is the Gematri that we always use for Guzma. What is the Yetzer? He's just a Guzma. His whole power is to exaggerate and to exaggerate. He exaggerates the enjoyment or the accomplishment that we're going to feel from the Aveira of Deshlerites. And Aveira is like a big balloon. You blow it, blow it, and then it blows up. Say, so what did I do? What did I have from it? He exaggerates, and the person is Mole Charote. He exaggerates the difficulties. I'll never be able to be a Masmid Betayr. I'll never be able to be a Masmid I'll never be able to give stock. It's too hard, it's too hard, it's too hard. It's Megazim. And the person tries a few times and suddenly he finds that he's past that. And what he thought was impossible was always possible. The Yetzirah was being Megazan. And he didn't know that he has Koichas way, way beyond. The Yetzirah is an essence of Guzmo. Destruction of Amalek is the destruction of that Yetzirah whose Megazan Lara and makes everything seem worse and more difficult than it is when in truth it's easier and better than it is. And that's the Simcha of Purim. That's the Toiv of Mitzrayim. The Pasik says, it's a stunning medrash. Pashas Bereshis, Viyara Lekim, Eskol Asher Osa, Vihine Toiv Mo'id. So he said, Guzma comes from Bechol Mo'id Decho, Mo'id, Ishbitza says. Vihine Toiv Mo'id says, the medrash, Zeyei Tzahara. 
The Yetzer has toiv ma'oid. What's the toiv of the Yetzer? Look at the whole world. The Yetzer saw all that he created. All of the bustling power and energy of the world. All of the mi'oid. There's a toiv there. The Yetzer has to be a source for us to recognize our koichas. To recognize how much ma'oid we have. How much guzmois and guzmois of potential and ability there is within us. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.